This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. 8.46 a.m. You're with Julian, Joyce and Sheraton. We're looking into the top business news of the day. Now, it looks like uh, the tax collection under Pakatan Harapan is off to a good start achieving record collections for direct taxes last year. According to the Ministry of Finance, the Inland Revenue Board of Malaysia collected about $137 billion in direct taxes, which is 11% more than the approximately $123 billion collected in 2017. Right, and the Ministry of Finance attributed the rise to the increased collection from components of taxpayers such as uh, companies, individuals, uh, petroleum, cooperative stamp duty and others. Now, the income tax, meanwhile, the Minister of Finance have said revenue collected from the income tax uh, other than petroleum contributed almost 117 billion ringgit uh, of the uh, Inland Revenue Board uh, totals direct tax collection last year. Yeah, that's about 85% of the IRB's total direct tax collection last year and the Ministry of Finance also revealed that its total sales and service tax collection up to December 31st last year was 5.4 billion ringgit that surpassed the earlier forecast about 4 billion ringgit. So as I understand it, the SST was implemented and took took over uh, from the GST uh, in September effectively. So mm. that's one quarter of collection amounting to about 5.5 billion. So it uh, ties into the forecast. In fact, it exceeds it slightly mm. uh, when you kind of analyze that uh, one quarter multiplied by four that comes up to almost 21 billion ringgit, mm-hmm. uh, which is close to uh, the finance ministry's target of 20 billion to you know, replace the GST. Not completely replace because the GST collection was about 40-something yeah. billion There's before and now. Now, th- there is a 20 billion mm-hmm. uh, gap there. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so the Minister of Finance, uh, Guan Eng, he will... He has uh, said that it will take three years uh, to restore the fiscal position. Uh, On the fiscal note now, uh, Lim Guan Eng has reiterated that it could take up to three years to restore Malaysia's fiscal position following the 1MDB scandal and that once the country's fiscal position has been restored now, Malaysia will then progress and he hopes that uh, the the Malaysians can be patient. Now, uh, this is a new and he has said this multiple times before, including uh, on the Breakfast Grill. Well, um, the finance minister has pointed out that the government's estimated dependence on petroleum revenue this year is only 19.5%. This excludes the one-time 30 billion ringgit special dividend for Petronas to partially finance the payment of unpaid GST and income tax refunds. But yeah, I think it's it's we should like um, minimize our dependence when it comes to all revenue, right? Um, at the end of the day, all prices are so volatile. Yeah, exactly. And the resource is not going to be there forever as well. I think uh, mm-hmm. Malaysia is already um, almost depleting its oil resources while Petronas invests uh, overseas in other oil fields. All oil fields still, still uh, I think there is a chance that... Um, that you know the alternatives and the kind of supply that's coming out around the world would give oil a good run for its money, and that's the reason why we are also seeing OPEC members actually struggling to uh, cut productions, to cut out deals, to cut productions. And uh, this is a very interesting space, I think. And uh, speaking of SST, some analysts have pointed out to the new tax system as a possible boost to consumer spending because in- industry experts believe that um, the uh, SST policy is a positive one and would boost uh, consumer spending. Right. And um, also the... um there, there is also uh, 
next uh, CEO of Danny Wong, CEO Danny Wong uh, from Arika Capital. Now he noted that the optimism towards the consumer sector has been uh, picking up since last year and expects the sentiment to continue improving uh, in the first uh, first half of this year. Now, why this is so? The the positive indicators, according to Danny Wong, it includes uh, consumer friendly government policies, a stable economy prospects, foreign flow, uh, foreign fund inflows, and then there's a lag in the f- effect in the impact of the transition for, uh, from the GST to the SST. I think basically it's, he's saying that more money is circulating in the system and we need uh, money to be circulating so that uh, uh, that there will be spending. You know, If there's no money circulating, there'll be no spending. Well, it's interesting that he's saying this because uh, some of my friends in the retail sector who are on the ground are saying that people are still not spending. I mean, um, they're still holding back. There are concerns that, you know, when it comes to this year, when it comes to your increment or even job uh, security, there are concerns there. So still not many people are spending. I'm not sure where Danny Wong is getting his... Co- Maybe he's seeing a different kind of retail sector. Yeah. It could be different industries because it's subcomponents. You have F&B, you have um, clothes and, you know, there, there are different things, services. So I yeah. think a lot of analysts are also still analysing how this SST will impact mm. the economy because some of the earlier analysis feel that uh, this is inflationary because the producers or manufacturers can't pass on the tax like GST to the consumer. So what they do consumption tax. Yeah. Yeah. But what they'll do is that they will raise prices, right? And Mm. the price uh, inflation would sort of escalate to uh, a few products. You know, when you buy something and you then uh, work on it and sell it off to other people and uh, the, the next producer works on the product, it will have a sort of escalating inflationary effect which may actually curb some spending. So mm-hmm. uh, I think the um, actual impact of the SSD is still being played yeah, out. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Right. And uh, analyst uh, Nafisa Azmi as well uh, chimed in uh, from M Investment Bank. Now, um, it is equally positive about the consumer sector outlook and it's maintaining an overweight call on the sector. Yeah, well, interesting. Also another analyst. Well, looking at this, I think we also have a story coming up from uh, the Edge Financial Daily on job uh, job cuts. There are some potential uh, worries when it comes to um, job cuts that's rising but not yet alarming. This also follows this news online where Media Prima has offered a mutual separation scheme for their TV staff. Uh, that's right. We all have uh, covered very well the stories of how media companies are um, going through some sort of existential crisis, right? Or, or the crisis in their business model because people are consuming their news and consuming their entertainment and media in very different ways. So uh, it's not surprising that Media Prima has come up with a kind of offer for uh, their staff who work under TV3, actually. Mm-hmm. TV3, uh, previously it was uh, offered a VSS or a voluntary separation scheme. And uh, interestingly, a career break leave or CBL, uh, you know, the acronyms for everything. So you've got VSS, CBL, and now MSS, which is Mutual Separation Scheme for Employees in Selected Departments of Media Prima. Right. And um, since we're speaking about uh, the MSS, the job cuts are rising, but uh, it's not yet alarming now. Um, the media prima news might make one thing that the job market is is uh, in dire streets. But while there's been many reports of layoff in the past one year, now economists say that they are not yet 
of alarming proportions. Now, this is part of part and parcel of the evolving labour of market. Now, Sunway University Business School economic professor Dr. Ya Kim Leng told the Edge Daily that uh, if downsizing is persistent and spread out across different sectors and industries, then it will be a cause for concern rather than anticipate rather than the anticipated slowdown of the overall economy. Yeah, he adds that so far the downsizing appears specific to industries facing more challenging operating conditions such as rising competition or production costs and uh, one of them I think is the construction sector. Uh, Randstad Malaysia in its 2019 market outlook report released last Thursday highlighted that a bulk of uh, hiring activities have slowed down in the construction and property sector. This is since May 2018. This could be due to the Pakatan Harpan government reviewing big ticket infrastructure projects like the KL Singapore High Speed Rail and the MRT2 line. So, yeah, it could be a lot of reasons I guess the multiplier effect from that. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, cancellation of big projects would result in some kind of a negative multiplier. However, Pro- Professor Ya uh, says that a hopeful sign is a sharp increase in investment approvals in 2018, but this will take about through two to three years to work through the economy, uh, especially into employment creation. Uh, also on December 3rd, uh, 2018, Finance Minister Lim Guan announced the total approval for direct investments or FDI in the manufacturing sector to hit about $35 billion from May to September 2018. This is a 37% increase. Right. Yeah, yeah and uh, speaking about uh, workers now, uh, local employers work, worry about shortage of digital skilled workers and this is according to Job Street and uh, country manager Gun, Gun Bok Hum. Now, he mentioned that Malaysian employers are concerned with the short, shortage of local digitally skilled talents. Now, this is to serve the transformation of the digital economy. Now, he also said that most employers are willing to invest in internal skill enhancing programs to train new workers on specific skill sets, putting in more formal development programs in specific areas and doing it in stages. This is interesting. So, it- Guess I guess it boils down to the industries and uh, jobstreet.com. I think they undertook a survey, uh, gathered about 20,000 candidates, over 365 employers, and they revealed, it revealed that 96% of employers believe that the domestic labour market, they will adapt to the shift of the digital economy. And the survey further noted that education, logistics, business process, outsourcing and insurance sectors registered the highest growth of hiring activity throughout 2018. There you go. Mm. Uh, you know, um, challenges and crisis in some sectors results in opportunities in other sectors. Yeah. Uh, talking about opportunities, China has announced its uh, economic growth rate for 2018 and it's 6.6%. Uh, unfortunately, this is the slowest annual pace of growth of growth that China has recorded since the 1990. Now, this is not new because I think that uh, when we speak to our market watch guests, you know, mm. this is a, a very well anticipated uh, number. This is not surprising to anybody. But uh, the question right now is that in this trade tension between the US and China, and, and China is no longer able to grow at the kind of fast uh, breakneck pace as mm-hmm. before, 8 to 9%. It's now the second largest economy in the world. It's quite hard for China to grow that way. But in that trade tension, how will 
uh, a region like ASEAN do and Malaysia, how would a country like Malaysia do in that fight between the two giants, right? Right. Yeah. And the uncertain outlook for Chinese exporters now, they cause companies to delay investing and hiring and uh, in some cases even to resort to layoffs. Um, a, a practice apparently discouraged by China's stability-obsessed uh, stability community Communist Party ruler. For instance, in the Southern Technology and Export Manufacturing Center of Shenzhen, many private makers of electronics, textile, and also auto parts for low workers. Now, um, more than two months before the lunar year holiday, which will begin in February, uh, according to business owners and local officials who spoke to the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, I think that uh, the Chinese government has a lot of challenges on it on its hands. Uh, I think we wouldn't hear the last of pump priming in China, mm -hmm. but they have to also uh, be very, very cautious about uh, the debt in the entire economy. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is going to play out to see how it would affect ASEAN and indeed uh, uh, the economy of our own nation, Malaysia. So we'll be coming back with a reporting of what's happening in uh, FBM KLCI coming up after the 9 a.m. news. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.